Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And welcome to the Ed the Pagan Show. And I am out there looking for some theme music to kind of put behind us uh, the amazing shows that we put together here. And I want to thank everybody for continuing to make me one of the most listened to shows out there. And we've had some really exciting shows, and I'm very excited about today's show. But first, before that, everybody's been asking me, how do you find out where I'm going to be? So edthepagan.com has my tour dates, and tour.edthepagan.com is another way you can take a look at it. So please feel free to come on out, take a look at it. I'm adding dates. I'm going to be really talking a lot about it. So uh, at the end of uh, February, February 29th, I'll be doing a show in Jacksonville um, called Day Out of Time, Tarot, Prophecies in Time. As you know, I'm a big lover of that. So I'm very excited about that. And then I'm, I'm, I'll be at the Health and Wellness Heartland Spiritual Alliances, Artesian and Wellness Fair, 7th and 8th in Kansas City. Take a look at that. On March 9th, I will be at... Uh, Aquarius of Kansas City get, doing another show. So lots of things I'm doing out there. Kind of just be there. If you want to be a sponsor, go ahead and check out Ed the Pagan Show. There's a lot of opportunities. And talking about sponsors and people who have been very supportive of me, there's Marianne Kay. Um, you know her as Marianne. Um, a lot of witch schoolers know her out there. A lot of people know her out there. She does my Mystic Gem story. And she's quite the designer, and I want to talk to her today about that. Are you there, Marianne? I'm here. Oh, good. And um, one of the big things I think that people, um, you've been around for quite, for a little bit of time, helping out and doing things. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, especially with your jewelry, you've been, you know, people don't know that you've done a lot of customer service, you've done a lot of things, but your real love and passion has been your jewelry over the last, I guess, decade. I was just seeing some numbers that shows that you've been at this for more than 10 years. Yes, that's correct. I started in 2009. And can you tell us a little bit about how you started out? Um, okay. Well, I my original background was um, I was a floral designer, and I was a floral designer for a lot of years, and that was my job. And you know, it was a a job where I could do my creative thing and 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 be, um, you know, make beautiful stuff. And unfortunately, um, I had to make a move back to my hometown. Well, fortunate and unfortunate um, because my mother was ill. And so I needed to find a different kind of job because the flower business is very demanding and long hours. And I just didn't have the time to devote to it anymore. So um, funnily enough, my best friend saw an ad in the paper saying that Witch School was hiring, although I believe you didn't call yourself that. I think you were calling yourself the broom closet at that time for the business locally. And I think that was. It was the shop. Yeah, that was what the shop was called. But it was Witch School by that point, right? You had just gone online like the year before. So anyway, I started out in Witch School and worked for Witch School as customer service for, oh gosh, at least five or six years. And 
And um, at, my mother, unfortunately, continued to deteriorate. So I had to find a job that I could do at home. And I wasn't able to do that with witch school anymore. And so I had been kind of interested in jewelry. And, and I started out kind of doing some beading stuff. But I didn't really like it that much. I didn't really like beading. And so I started working with crystals. And the crystals spoke to me. They really... Um, captured my attention. I've always liked rocks. Um, on my website, I say, you know, when I was a little kid, uh, rocks. I picked up rocks. My whole family liked rocks. We were always collecting rocks. There were, <laughs> drove my dad nuts because we wanted to take rocks home with us after vacation, and that's kind of a heavy thing to take home, but. In any case, then I found that there was, like, even more beautiful rocks out there, and I guess I never looked back. I, I started working with crystals, and I really liked the way they made me feel. I liked having them around, and as you know, I have lots of them around me um, everywhere. My whole house is, like, almost bursting at the seams with crystals, so um, I... I have them, and I've been designing jewelry for, I started my Etsy business in the spring of 2010, so I've been doing it ever since, and I love it. I really enjoy working with them. I enjoy people's reactions when they buy it, and they get it, and they tell me how much they like it, and the energy that it has in it, and it's 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 really a... It's not very often you can get to do a job where you love, you know, that you really, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's kind of crummy parts of my job. Like, as you know, the dreaded picture cropping that I was doing right before I came on the show. Um, but unfortunately, when you sell jewelry online, you have to take pictures of it. And the pictures have to be, you know, done right and, and cropped nicely. And so your jewelry can be seen. But that's like the boring part of my job. It's, I'd much rather just be making jewelry all the time, but I can't. <laughs> so, and also, you know, so, so good comes the bad. So it takes a lot of patience to do what you're doing. Um, I know that you use a lot of social media to to kind of share. You're talking about cropping pictures. Um, so anyone who wants to see yourself, mymissygems.com, great site. Um, she's also on Facebook, um, and you're even experimenting with Twitter a little bit. But one of the things you do is that your job is divided not only just making jewelry, which is something that you love. You take a lot of great pictures. I mean, I think one of your pictures are some of the best pictures out there. You do really show well, really you. fantastic pictures. Um, and you're on Instagram and things like that. But can you talk a little bit about, you know, it's taken you a while to build. It wasn't like, oh, you suddenly went on and suddenly you were just a big popular person. Um there is a bit of a struggle with that, right? It takes some time. It took you patience to get there. Oh, yeah. People think that they can just open up an online business and put up their stuff, and, and people will just flock to them and buy it, but it's just not true. It took me years to get a following, and um, and it, it kind of it ebbs and flows. It's, some years are better than others. It really depends on a lot of things, you know, money, you know, where the money is, where people have money, um, what's going on in the, in the world, the crazy world of politics can actually affect your business. Um, it's amazing how many different things can affect your business. 
and that makes it even more challenging. I, when I try to fill out report monthly reports, you know, people go, well, how much do you make every month? And it's like, it wildly varies. I can, you know, make a very small amount one month and a lot the next. So yeah, it's it's tough, and it's not something that just happens. And you would think, oh, well, you have a lot of followers, you have a lot of friends. Sure, I do, and I have a I have a lot of different social media accounts. Um, it's, you name it, and I've either been on it or you know don't know about it yet. But yeah, TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr, and I have my own blog and all of those things, and it's still hard to get people's attention. And I know you just did a blog yourself about attention, and it's, it becomes harder and harder to grab people's eyeballs, as they say. And and their ears, um, as we've learned with the podcasting, yeah. and I want to thank everyone who does. And so, so, you, so people think that one of the things I think they, they get into is that they're unique you know, and you're fairly unique. You do a lot of unique designs. And over the years, you've had designs of yours um, taken and taken by other people who then do it because they have, for various reasons, end up doing it in not as good quality, but they'll sell it for cheaper. But those mimic you, right? You have to be very careful. You've done a lot of jewelry, different types of jewelry, because they end up being mimicked sometimes. Yeah, I, that's a nice word for it, Mimic. It's, um, some of them, they actually had the nerve to steal my photos and my descriptions, <laughs> which is a big no-no, and it is a violation of all kinds of different, you know, websites. But, yeah, no, I, I like, I've... Well, intellectual theft. Yeah, exactly. But it, But they can do something similar to mine, take their own pictures and do their own descriptions and that's okay. And that's if when you're on the internet, you can pretty much count on that happening. Someone's going to come along and go, Oh, look, I like that. I can do that better and I can do it cheaper or whatever. And it's unfortunately, there's so many people out there that think it's easy or it's just a lark or it's fun or, you know, they're just being crafty or it's just a hobby and so they'll put something up, you know, that's similar to mine and charge <laughs> 5 or $10, and I just can't compete with that. I just can't because I'm – it's my job. It's my living. I'm not, I'm not playing around here, as I usually tell people, you know. This isn't – I'm not doing this just for fun. This is – well, it's fun, but it's also my living. And that's and really difficult sometimes, yeah. Absolutely. Now, people don't know, may not know. But you've also been involved with a lot of design work that isn't necessarily jewelry. Um, you laid out, helped lay out a lot of the uh, Book of Shadows Club that's on Witch School and the Daily Spell, a lot of freebies out there. You've got a large number of pages on metaphysical stones on your websites that people can go and take a look at that you've given out lots of information. You've helped out with logos of all kinds. Uh, you had the Pagan Show was a collaboration that uh, Marianne K. Designs actually helped me make the logo for the Ed the Pagan Show. Um, you helped with the original Pagan Tonight logos. So you've also been very involved with graphic design work as well. It is. I, I have been. You're, you're correct. I, I enjoy that as well, and it um, kind of goes along with the same 
creativity thing. It's just a little bit different medium. That's all. Uh, but mm-hmm. I enjoy doing I enjoy doing uh, graphics, and I like making my own memes and stuff like that. And I that's, actually I'd love to be able to make a living at that too. But I only have so much time, and I have to pick something that I I'm still involved with and know that I can do, and still you know make money at. And it's unfortunately. It'd be great if you can just, you know, mess around and wire up stones and talk to your crystals and, you know, do little rituals and so forth. But <laughs> then you sit and you look at all the crystals that you have around and it's like, I got to get rid of some of these because, you know, they're not paying the rent. I look at them and I say, look, at, you're not paying the rent. So we got to do something with you. We got to wire you up and put you out there. Um, Wouldn't it be nice if our stones and our magic paid for our rent? So, it would. So, people want, so if you were looking for some design work, you think that, hey, maybe you need a logo or a thing and willing to pay for it. But Marianne, no. Uh, Marianne K. Designs um, is part of that. And she's done a lot of the great logo work. I'm very appreciative of the idea of that and the wordsmithing. So in this world, so one of the things I think that you find that people find difficult, and I think that this is where you kind of excel is not only do you take great pictures, but you also give out a lot of descriptions. And I think you found it very difficult at times to be both metaphysical and try to be this sort of deal with the metaphysical aspects, but also at the same time, because of the rules out there in the business world, the rules at some of these sites, you can't be too metaphysical. Isn't that correct? You have to be careful. Absolutely. They do not, you cannot say this crystal is going to improve your health and make your life wonderful and blah, 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 blah. You cannot, you can't give guarantees that this is what's going to happen. You cannot say, uh, this crystal is going to make you find love and all that kind of, I mean, you can say it might help or it aids in, or you have to be very careful with your wording. And I have a disclaimer on nearly all of my listings that say, these are not for medical purposes. They do not replace, you know, doctors, and and you can't, you know, you can't think of them in that particular way. There's no guaranteed outcomes of what will happen when you buy this crystal, because that a lot of the platforms that I'm on are very specific about that. They do not want you to offer anything that is not. In evidence or provable so and it's becoming harder and harder actually a lot of people sell spells and things and that's becoming more and more difficult they, they people want or the platforms want to see you selling something physical they don't want you to sell you know like a, a spell or a reading it's becoming more and more difficult for, for people to do that kind of work to be on a platform sometimes they have to be on their own websites in order to offer that stuff so, yeah, you can't promise these things. You have to say, you know, this is what it can or might do, but, you know, I can't guarantee it's going to do it for you. And that makes sense. I mean, that makes a lot of sense that well, you, you're, you're – fraud. I understand that. I mean, there's a lot of fraud out there, as you know. 
and they're trying to prevent that, you know, and say, you know, this, a lot of the listings that, that kind of make me laugh or the haunt, this crystal is haunted, you know, or it belonged to Jack the Ripper, or, you know, crazy stuff like that. And it's like, they, there's no way they can prove it. And they charge like incredibly ridiculous prices. And I wonder how they get away with it. I don't think they do as much as they used to. You know, and no, it I don't think preys so. on people's gullibility, you know. It really does. And people are really looking. I think sometimes people are really looking at, you know, wanting to feel better and they want to to have more knowledge. But you also do a lot of work with the Crystal Web. You were one of the you were the person who helped put the original map together. And I, you still I maintain did. it to a degree. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh. Um, I always think it's very. I was gonna say so, and a lot of this, a lot, some of your jewelry work that comes out of it is working with people who love the crystal web. I mean, do work with that as well. Yeah, I, um, you know, Wendy started that many, many years ago. Back, well, I don't know when was it? Two thousand and when was it? When did it first start? You know, I don't. Oh, eighteen, nineteen, eighty-eight. But I think. In the 2000s, I think we started really – so when Witch School came into being, I think early 2000s, we began to develop more of it. But when right. Facebook came and along, we, I think when Facebook came along, we got a lot more serious about, you know, connecting people. It went right. from just being we something we did. Right, we of all that, and, and then I offered to do a, a Google map. And she helped me gather up all the different locations that people had given her over the years. And um, – we have, I don't really know how many there are now. I think there's, when you go to the Google map, there's more than one page of them. There might be up to three pages by now. A lot of different locations, mostly in the United States, but we have a lot in other countries. Um, South Africa, we have them in Europe, we have them in Australia. Uh, there are some in, um, I believe, Southeast Asia, um, North and South America. So pretty much, not every country, but maybe every continent, there there are locations. And I suspect there's a lot of locations that we don't know about, that people have just never let us know about. In fact, I would guess there's probably hundreds of them that we don't know about. Because people just never, you know, let us know or they didn't know they were supposed to let us know or whatever, you know, but they, they, they buried a crystal, they tapped into it and they followed, you know, Don's instructions. And, and so it just creates this huge network that, you know, it people that don't really feel the crystal thing. And I don't know how else to describe it they kind of sometimes, you know, make fun of it or say it doesn't exist. But the crystal web is sort of like a prayer chain, if you can make that connection between the two. In other words, you've got so many people putting energy into something that it doesn't really matter what, um, whether it's a religion or whether it's just a group that are doing this particular thing, it's all about the energy that people put into it. And the more energy to put into something and the more people that do it, the greater power it has. 
And so I think that's something that, and they have proven, you know, scientifically that quartz especially is piezoelectric, meaning it it causes a crystal vibrate. It, it will take a current. It, it's used in radios. It, they now use synthetic quartz, but it's still, you know, it's one of those things that it's scientifically proven that there's something there, that it's not just, you know, in, you know, crazy crystal ladies' heads or whatever. It, it's really there. And obviously people use it to connect with other people, to connect with other crystals, to help themselves, you know, to help see things inside themselves as well. So I don't really think that you can rule it out as, you know, just total nonsense. It isn't. There's more to it than that. But it's unfortunately, it's not something you can put your finger on and, and say, this is it right here. So, you can't prove that it actually exists except, you know, in your own mind. That was lovely, put in a very lovely way. And also, so, so one of the things that, so people have always looked at it. I wear, uh, I wear some of the jewelry that Aaron K. I've I've got a Ouija board that does like an active Ouija board. Uh, I always joke about being the smallest active Ouija board I can wear and has a real plush hat. And uh, the other thing I wear a lot of is a crystal orb because it's quartz crystal in an orb. And I wore it last year at Salem. Um, I wore it at Salem during the um, uh, great uh, crystal oracle when we made an egregor that's still out there trying to turn away, creating prophecies for people. But it, it was another way to connect. And I, was, I always found it very interesting because you do some beautiful crystal orb jewelry. And um, so people can find that on our website. Go ahead. I do. I sell, I sell a lot of crystal balls. They're um, uh, crystal ball necklaces is my kind of like my signature piece. I, I do have a lot of them. I offer a lot of them for sale. And um, it's something that's very popular with people. It's it's kind of like a, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to have it as a pendant. You know, it's not too big it's so that it's, if you're not careful, and I've actually had somebody want me to make wanted me to make them a two inch crystal ball necklace, and I just said I was afraid to do it. Number one, it's hard to find a cap big enough that it won't pull off, and number two, if you bonk yourself in the chest with it, you could hurt yourself. I mean, this is not a lightweight thing; it's pretty heavy, so. I try to discourage something too big, so I don't want to get, you know, I don't want you to hurt yourself. But mine are usually between 18 and 22 millimeters, which is which is a nice size, I think. It's, it's a nice, it's not too big, and they usually have a lot of nice inclusions. Sometimes they have rainbows. So I, they're really one of my most popular items, and I, I like to do them. I think people enjoy getting them. So do I. I think that people do. People have always complimented on it. So you also are willing, like I know that you do, um, Viking Sunstones are fairly popular with you. Um, you've done Kaleidoscope. Yeah. I know you've done Kaleidoscope. Go ahead. Viking Sunstones are really popular. They're otherwise known as um, Iceland Spar or Optical Calcite. 
and they're, they're, they, it breaks off naturally in, in cubes. And, and so I do a lot of the little cubes as, as necklaces as well. I do some that's polished. Um, it's really popular and it's, it's kind of cool because it's, <laughs> in theory, you can find the, where the sun is, even though it's cloudy and they thought that, and they've kind of proven it actually, that it, that the original Iceland spars from Iceland were used by the Vikings to navigate. Um, and it's, it's a thing where you put a little dot on it and, it and it refracts it. And if you turn it a certain way to where the dot at the top and the dot at the bottom come together, that's, and you, you're holding it up in the horizon, that's where the sun is. It's kind of a complicated little thing, and I've had people tell me that they are able to use them that way. But it's an interesting thing that goes back to, well, probably like the year 900 approximately or or farther back. And when they were first navigating and first going out away from the continent and didn't have, you know, the instruments that they have now to navigate with. So they did actually, I think, find a piece of it in one of the wrecked ships and they all the research I've read from the scientists say that they're pretty sure it was that's what they used it, it was a piece of optical calcite so that's kind of an interesting thing and I think that's why a lot of people are interested in it too is because of that that history behind it I got you it makes a lot of sense um and actually use um yeah, it's actually, I can see actually being used in those senses. Um, people don't realize that we've used stones for a very long time, and we're finding out that they have a lot more value to us than we've ever thought. People have always kind of, you know, modern society kind of tries to take us away from the idea of the machine. I mean, today the machine is everything. But we don't realize that we use crystals and stones and everything as a form of energy sources, that we use them in our thinking, our way that we did things. And you're kind of my messy gems kind of brings some of that energy back that you know even inside the machine society there's a value to having these sort of stones with you and having the sense of wonder and I think that you bring back a lot of that energy and and, and you have fairly wonderful but no you also have done kaleidoscopes and things of that I nature have. I've done kaleidoscopes um, also something that I've done that's fairly popular right now still is I've I've taken an LED light and attached it to a quartz crystal. And so when you wear it, you can either wear the crystal just without the light on, or you can turn up the light on and and they come in different colors and they come in ones that change color. And those are really popular too. People love to wear those to festivals because, you know, it kind of gets them noticed. And and especially at nighttime, you know, when you turn on your crystal, it's like everybody's like, oh, wow. You know, and they can they can see you in the dark, so to speak. So those are really popular as well. And I like the combination of – I like sometimes combining things like that, like the modern LED light and then the quartz, which is, you know, really really old and ancient. So I, I kind of like – and one's natural and one's electronic. And I like combining the two things together. I think it, it brings something new, you know, that people are, people are like – to have and they, they're curious about them and find them interesting and unusual 
So uh, the last thing I noticed you do is you also, for those people who may not be able to make jewelry and everything else, but you don't limit yourself just to that. You're really into design work, but your eye for design allows you to to basically pick up and and present vintage jewelry as well. I know you do. You, you have a very good. I do. I I like to. I like to, you know, like look for certain designs that are vintage. Um, One of my favorites is sundials. I love to hunt out and search for old sundials. There's a lot of different kinds of them, and mostly in pendants. And I've I've probably been doing that for quite a few years. I I I find them here and there, you know, in, in in old stores and auctions and things like that. And those are really interesting to me to find some of the old jewelry. I like some of the old jewelry from like the twenties and thirties. There's a lot of interesting mourning jewelry and that's M O U R N. Um, you know, a lot of it's black. They, uh, I have actually had some um, glass lockets that have hair in them from whoever, you know, whoever died a long time ago. And, um, some people think it's kind of creepy, but some people think it's really cool. And there's a lot of jewelry from Victorian era, Edwardian era, and and then the early twenties uh, and thirties that the, it's just different. And one of them, pools of light, pools of light, which is um, a lot of them are basically quartz crystal balls, is what they are. But some of them have actually been made into photo lockets where they take a crystal ball and they cut it in half and then they put it in a frame. And so you open it up and you can put a picture on either side and it magnifies it. And so those are really, really neat, too. And they're getting harder and harder to find. But I'm always interested if I find one. It's like, And if I get it at a reasonable price, then I can turn around and sell it you know, at a fairly reasonable price. So um, I, I enjoy doing that too, and I I spend a lot of time not just looking for vintage stuff, but for looking for different kinds of crystals. Um, I have one I work with a lot. It's called lapidocrosite, and it looks it's like a regular quartz, but it has tiny red drops on the end of it that look like blood, and so I call it blood crystal. And I, it's a big seller for me. I like it. I like the energy it gets off. And I just actually got some in the mail today that I found um, online to buy. And then I'll probably do some wire wraps, and I'll probably do some bullets. Because as you know, I do bullets too. I do bullet jewelry. Um, and that was really one of the first things you started with. It was. Early on. I did those really early on. I I started doing bullets back at the very beginning, and that's you know using bullets and adding crystals, and where the bullet is, you take empty shell casings and and people go they're every it's everywhere now. But when I first started, there weren't that many people doing it, and um, I confess I saw somebody else doing it, and I thought that's really cool, and I kind of feel like I've taken it to the next level. I have probably done hundreds of different kinds of them from, you know, shells to crystals to glass to uh, horns. Um, I just got some really cool mother of pearl, um, like a horn shape that I'm going to make a bullet out of because I think it'll be really cool. 
So it's I'm constantly, again, looking for crystals that will fit in bullets. Sometimes people have a relative that was in the military and they did this gun salute when they did their funeral and they want me to put a crystal in one of those bullets. I've done several of those too. So that means they can have, you know, something from their, their family's um, funeral and then make it into something, you know, that they can wear and carry with them. I've even done some bullets with actual ashes in them as well that they can, they can wear. So that I don't do as many bullets as I used to, but they're still a pretty good seller. And I donate a small amount of the proceeds to charity. I've donated to, oh gosh, um, the Patriot Riders, who I'm not sure everybody knows who they are, but those are the guys that, uh, they're motorcycle riders, and they go to funerals where there might be a problem where, like, the person is controversial in some way, and they guard the family, and they make sure that there's no protesters or anything that, that interrupt the service. And um, I've donated to Wounded Warriors and the USO and some other charities as well. So that's kind of something that I, you know, it's not, I don't make a huge amount of money on the bullets because I do donate part of it. But I still, you know, I figure I can share. I get some of the money and charity gets some of the money. So I like to do that too. And those are my, I call them beautiful bullets. Go ahead. I was saying, and you've done that for a while here um, as well. And so, so one last thing. So let me go ahead and end uh, one last aspect of this. So for people who are listening, and, you know, we've been doing this for uh, business. And so we've been talking about business. How can – what would you recommend? So so our young listener who's like, okay, I can do this, what do you, should they – you know, what should they know before they get started? That it's really hard, that it's really difficult, that it's not um, something that you can just kind of play at, that you have to be really serious about it. It's work. It's a job. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. It's a job. You have to work. Sometimes I work long hours. I usually work every day. I hardly ever take a day off, even if I do just a few things on one day and then take the rest of the day off. I usually do something every day. You have to constantly be doing new product and putting up new pictures because people – Nowadays on the Internet, lose interest really quickly. I've had to learn, and you and I have kind of laughed about it, that videos are really, really important. And it's like I'm having trouble taking a video of something that's actually stationary, you know, a piece of jewelry. And so I've kind of had to learn a little bit, and that's it's been kind of a, it's been a challenge for me. It really has to try and figure out ways to make them interesting. And so oh, I think that's it. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's it's hard work like any job. And But it is something you can do that if you love to work with them, then at least you're doing something that you love. And so that's, I guess that's it. It's, it's, it's you, know, you have to go into it knowing that it, it's not just something you can fool around with because you're not going to, you're not going to make any money if that's how you think of it. It's, if you want it as your career, 
You know, you have to accept the fact that it's a real job. And it requires it a makes lot of sense. discipline. Mm-hmm. It does. And, 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 and so how can people contact you if they want to find out more, see your designs, um, see some of your jewelry designs, maybe even have you um, um, coach them a bit. I mean, in the sense of, and this is something, you're going to hear me say this, folks. We're not talking about just going in there and asking her, you know, for where she gets her stuff or how she does things. She works very hard for her ability. I do get really irritated with people on that when they just go to artists and think that they have a right to. Sure. And, it, it, it you know, you try to be polite. And, and at the same time, I'm not going to tell them, you know, well, here's how I did it and step by step because it took me a lot of years to learn some of this stuff and to figure stuff out and to find where to buy certain things and um, to find good suppliers. And it's something that takes time. And, you know, when you maybe buy a pendant of mine, and I try to keep my pendants fairly reasonably priced. I usually, I'd say my average pendant price is like $35, some more, some less. And But of that amount, um, I have to put in there the fact that it might have taken me two or three hours to find that particular stone. And so sometimes it's like I feel like I'm doing it at a loss, but at the same time, you know, every year I still am able to pay my bills, and so I keep on going because of that. But you can find me at MyMysticGems.com, and you can find me at MyMysticGems.Etsy.com. Those are my two main stores. I have probably a lot of different social media places. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, um, Tumblr, uh, Pinterest. Um, I'm sure there's some I'm forgetting. There's probably some more. But I'm much out there. And if you want to email me, you can email me at mymysticgems at gmail.com. And, um, and 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 yeah, you do some really fantastic work, and I love the thing is, I love the uh, the jewelry that I do wear. Um, I'm not a big jewelry wearer, but I do um, love wearing the orb. I have that out there, and everything else. Well, I want to thank you for being with me today and sharing your business insights and how how it all works for people that are starting to share this uh, new series with us. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, the ability to be able to tell you a little bit about you know what I do. I I I probably could talk a lot longer, but I think we've covered the basics. One more thing is <laughs> I do do custom items. If 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 it's oh, sure. in my capabilities, I do custom work as well. So sometimes people come to me with custom requests as well. So. Um, and, you know, I try to help people choose the best stone for them if they're not sure. And so, you know, you can always contact me if you've got a question or you want something made that's uh, maybe not, you know, readily available. So, And so that's the truth for you. Like you're, you do very personalized work. This isn't just you doing, you know, each item you make is fairly unique. You're not repeating things over and over again. This is really like when you look at your stuff, it's fairly unique. Each piece is handcrafted. 
and then it goes on one that, that it, you know you don't necessarily make the same designs over and over again. There's a pattern to them, but they're not. There's no because every time you put up a listing, it's a unique listing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's there, there's the only a few that I do that are just the same over and over again. Like I do a couple of little Swarovski crystals um, that look the same every time, but there's there's not I mean they're not unique as far as like one quartz is different from the next quartz kind of like snowflakes um but mm, that's mostly if it's a if it's a natural crystal it's not going to be the same crystal every time it's going to be I have to take a new picture and I rarely do a listing that is just I would just put up over and over again but there's a few but mostly it's I have to do, you know, it's a new product with a new crystal. So when you do, a, a, when you see a listing, the vast majority of them, that's a unique product, and that's the exact product you're getting. You don't do, like, no, uh, you, you like get what you see. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that one that you see is the one stone. I want to send you. I'm sorry. And that's true of stones, too. When you list your stones, your magical stones, that set yeah. that you're taking a picture of is the set you're getting. That's right. That's correct. And so you're, you're so so for people who are looking at oh she has some stones. It's, you're going to get those stones versus a lot a lot of I've seen it over and over again. And I'm not trying to be derogatory, but they they show you a stone and the stone you get is very different. It's like it's not it's not the same stone. And they go, no. Oh no, it's just like Similar, and they'll they'll go. Well, let us pick one for you. And I always like I don't I don't want you to pick one for me. I want to see what I'm getting. So I usually buy the same way as I sell. It's like if I buy something, I want it to look like the picture, except for certain things like crystal balls. I buy you know I buy several of them at once, and so of course they're going to be you know different, but. You know, certain stones, I want to see what I'm getting. And I think people want to see the same thing when they buy. You know, I, they want to see what it's going to look like. And some people are really shocked when they get it and they go, it looks exactly like the picture. And it's like, that's because it is. It, it is the picture. So I, I think people are really, that's important to them. I, I really do think so. And, and if you ever look at her reviews, she's got hundreds, hundreds of five-star reviews. Um, it's true. It's true. Um, that, yeah, true. You get lots of five star reviews. So that, if anything else, that sort of review culture, she's re- you're really strong in that, so that you can see it over and over again. So you treat people with a lot of respect. You don't treat, you're not treating them like, you know, they're, they're not dumb clocks who are just like marks. You you treat them as human beings, because over the long run, you want them to come back as customers. Thank so you. You treat them really well. I, yeah. I try to be fair with everybody. Um, I try to give them what, you know, they really envision. So I, I, I do. I, I try to treat everybody fairly and, and, and help them the best way I can and, and get them what they want. And if it's not what they want, you know, well, then I'll work with you until we get what you want. So that's what I try to do. And so if you have any questions for her, you can check it out. You know, again, mymysticgems.com, mymysticgems at Gmail, and mymysticgems just about everywhere, right? I'm, I'm, of, I'm, I'm all over the Internet, yes. And so check it out, and uh, we'll have Marianne back here 
uh, Marianne K Designs. We'll have her back here again here soon on uh, talking more about it. If you have any real questions about what's happening out there, please feel free to send her questions, and you can also send me questions about everything else. We're going to next, and I really thank her in our series this week about business. Um, we've got more of them coming up. On Monday, I have Sherry Myers of Reiki Magic, so we're going to talk a little bit about the energy transmission. And uh, we hope that all of you will continue to join us and, and you know, help out these business people who are really spending their time with you. Kind of help, you know, help us all understand. So thank you, Marianne, for being with us. Well, and, thank you um, for having me. I'd love to come back. Maybe we can do a question and answer show sometime. Um, I'm, I'm hoping so. I think, I think that's going to be the next step for, uh, for more of the individuals. Um, as I've made this commitment to be the, you know, the other page has a commitment to our community, to my community, to give them some more relevance and things like that. I'm trying to get deeper into the idea that we're just some sort of magic community that meets out in basements and fields in the middle of nowhere, but we're a functional supportive community that we support each other in so many different ways. And, uh, and Marianne Kay, you've been one of the most supportive people to our community uh, throughout the years. I mean, way beyond what people haven't realized. You're one of those hidden forces that I think should be more exalted and, and more more known to the world. And uh gonna do that. So so we will be back. If you want to find out where I'm gonna be next, you know, we can always look at Pegginstonight.com, see what the shows are coming up. We just did our Elder Talk for magic. We're gonna do more of that. You can see I have some great interviews coming up. I have this great interview so you can listen to this anytime. Share it with your friends, share it with people. This is one of the best broadcasts out there. You've got to let them know. So subscribe if you're not subscribed, and I'll find out if you are. You know, you know, telepathy and all that. And uh, yeah. check it out. And uh, so thank you. Um, and you want to find out where I'm going to be showing up? Uh, pretty soon I'm going to be next week. I'll be back in Chicago in the mid part of next week. But this weekend I'm going to be working on um, getting out more information for you guys. And you've got more interviews on the the Peggy Show on Facebook, and uh, more podcasts coming out. And uh, we'll be back around. We'll bring Mar- Marianne Kate back here. Send us your questions. Let us know what we want to talk about next. And with that, blessed to be everybody, and have a great day. <laughs>